Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Herd at Sports Radio. Uh, I think he, he, he improved every single day. I think that he had a, a goal. He wanted to take care of the football. Uh, he wanted to increase his completion percentage. Uh, the first four or five days, the completion percentage wasn't as good as we wanted. Getting used to, again, playing all these different looks and stuff we're getting. And I think he just chipped away at it, and by the end of, this, uh, by the end of camp, it's, you know, it's, it's around where we want it to be. And I think that uh, you know, he did a really nice job of taking care of the football. That was a huge emphasis for him. And then him just not being scared to use his legs. You know, don't be scared to use your legs when needed. All right, welcome back. Coffee and cream on ESPN Radio 590 here in Omaha. We're live on Twitter, live on YouTube, the Herd Ad Sports YouTube page. You can chime in there on the chat line, or you can give us a call on the Warhorse Casino phone line, 888-638-4876. Robbie Lula in the chair today for DB all day, as DB is out at practice, and I don't envy him one bit being out in the heat today. Um, I'm sure that... You know, he, he told us yesterday he took like three or four showers before coming in. I'm, I wouldn't be shocked if that uh, system got repeated today. Yeah, we might need to check in with him and, and check in how many showers it's going to be today. What should I've, we set the over-under at? Like for the day? Four and a half. I'll take the over. Five and a half. I'll take the under. I think he's going to I – I bet he takes five showers It's a five-shower day. We'll have to. I'll, I'll ask him when when we go record our podcast. I'll go check in with him and see like, all right, how many showers are you at today? Because <laughs> yesterday he was like, hey, I think he said he took two before five o'clock in the morning. Right, and then he took another one after practice. So he was at three by the time he got here. It wouldn't here. shock me though if he took two more throughout the day. He but definitely like, took uh-huh. at least one more. <laughs> yeah, five is probably the right number. So I'll give you four and a half, but at minus money for the over. Okay. I'll take the I'm minus gonna say, money. I'm going to say minus 150 for the over on. Because he's somebody that is so particular mm-hmm. about just how his body feels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't – he's not somebody that would just, like, let the sweat dry. Right. Yes, he's not going to just let it sit on him. No. So I'm, 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 pretty, I'm pretty confident in my, in my five number. What I'm not confident in is the 65% number as we were just yeah. like following up with it. And then we were talking during the break, which is why um, Shane is yelling at us five, five seconds, seconds to put our headsets on. Put your mics on. <laughs> we, were, we were just looking at some of like the best quarterbacks that have come out of college football lately because, you know, college football is in such a, a, a major passing transition mm-hmm. to where it, it was once uh, – uh, a sport where you wanted to run the ball a ton, and now it's like, hey, we want to see the flashy plays. Mm-hmm. So we looked up Patrick Mahomes' numbers. We looked up because he played in an air raid. Yeah. And his, in his final season in 2016, Patrick Mahomes threw about 50 passes a game. Yeah. Which is absolutely insane. It's a high number. It's insane. It's Caleb Williams high. last year, for perspective, only threw about 35. 35, yeah. And then Spencer Rattler averaged around 30, 30 passes last year at South Carolina. So. I would expect Jeff Sims to be under the Spencer Rattler. But number. looking at all three of those guys, they're all at 65%. Yeah. And th- if that's the direction that 
college football is moving, and that's the direction that everybody wants to see it go, mm-hmm. then Marcus Satterfield is right on point. Yeah, so I, I think there's a couple different ways to take what he said. And, and for me, it, was, it wasn't, hey, if he doesn't complete 65% of his passes, we can't be successful. I think it oh, was sure. I think it was more, hey, to operate our offense as efficiently as we want to, 65%'s the number that we're looking at, right? Right. Um I think he could complete yeah, you, 60% of his passes and still be have a successful offense. Honestly, man, you could you could probably if you were It depends on how two, well they run the ball. If you were right? one of two on every pass and and you mixed in a good run game, you could probably be a successful team sure. altogether. Well, yeah, and it dep- you know, there's other factors there, right? Like how good is the defense, how good is the running game, all those sorts of things. What type of passes? Because if you're one for two and every pass is over 10 yards, you feel really good about that. If you're one for two and every pass is under five yards, you don't feel great about that efficiency. So um, that's why I think that 65% number informs more the types of passes we're going to see from Jeff Sims mm-hmm than it does the actual – a reflection of his actual accuracy. I, I don't think they'd put that number out there if it was an unrealistic goal for Jeff Sims to hit. I mean, people str- thought he really struggled with his accuracy and stuff at Georgia Tech. He did crack 60 his sophomore year at Georgia Tech, too. So Not too shabby. Like, 60 would be a good number, and I think a number that you could be successful with at Nebraska running an offense that I think is going to help him out. What will the offense look like, Robbie, you ask? Hey, 65% of completed passes. I'm in. <laughs> we hope. I'm in. We hope. If that's what the offense looks like, I'm in. Also, so what's the, what's the ideal uh, amount of passes you want to throw to get that then? I mean, I know that's what you guys I, I are just you, talking about. I think under I think 25. You, I, I want under 25. Really? Under yeah. 25. I would say I, I would like to see 25 to 30 out of Jeff Sims. But if they're mixing in the run game as much as they say they will, yeah. right. and it is under 25 – and the run game's successful, I'm not going to be mad. Like, okay. I, I'm not going to be mad about what I see. I just want to see something. Yeah, you I want to see it. You want to see what looks like a functional offense that has a plan and know what, knows what they're trying to do. For me, I think the ideal number is between, like, 18 and 22. Um, but that means that they're running the ball well and they're only throwing when they want to rather than, hey, we're behind in games, our running game isn't getting any traction, we have to throw the ball because mm-hmm. nothing else is working. And they're getting first downs. Yeah, and they're getting first downs running the ball. We need first downs. That's, right? that's actually a big focal point against Minnesota because we saw what happened last year whenever they came out of halftime against Minnesota and could not get a yeah, first down. Yeah, well, and, and plus then you keep, you know, obviously Minnesota, Illinois, Iowa, these are all teams that kind of want to control the clock against you a little bit as well. If Nebraska can turn the tables on them a little bit, that that can be pretty helpful for them. So getting those first downs, running the ball, those are – I mean, they're basic things, right? This is that simple versus easy thing we talk about sometimes. Really simple ideas, not always easy to execute as we've seen over the last five, six years. But isn't that where you have to start? You have to start with the simple ideas? Yeah. It's all about that process, man. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's about well, trusting the process. And that's something that Rule said last night too is, right, we want to win right away, but we won't take any shortcuts mm-hmm. to get there. And that, to me, is the big difference, right? I think if you gave Scott Frost some true serum and asked him what he did wrong. I don't think Scott Frost wants to take any truth serum. <laughs> I don't either. Um. But if you got it, maybe you slipped it in a margarita and he drank it by accident. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I'm sure you don't. <laughs> but if, if you gave Scott Frost some truth serum, I think the thing that he would tell you is, he tried to take some shortcuts early because he was so desperate to win right away. 
um, with some of the guys he brought in, sacrificing the culture and things like that. Now, was he capable of establishing the right culture anyway? I have no idea, and we'll never know. But he sacrificed that opportunity to try and win sooner than they were probably ready to, and that's not something that I am worried about Matt Rule doing. Ken on YouTube, if he only completes 25% of his passes, but each one is a touchdown, I'll be happy. Yeah, I could handle that. Yeah, I'm could sure most that. people could. <laughs> one for four, but every, every one pass is, is a, a touchdown. touchdown. Can you imagine? Jeff Sims again throws 12 passes. Three, actually no, four are now touchdowns because Andrew can do math. It just takes him some time. Four are touchdowns. Not too shabby. Um, I think you would take that ratio. His, yeah. his, I, I, he would have the world's strangest be, QB I rating. He'd be happy. I think he'd be happy. <laughs> I mean, he would lead the league in touchdowns. That's for, that's for darn sure. Sure. Uh, uh. For, and least passes thrown. Now, we heard from Barrett Liebentritt, too, yesterday, and I just wanted to get to this point quickly mm-hmm. before we move on and talk to Brian Christofferson. And we have a heavy guest hour coming up. We talked to BC at 8 o'clock. Then we have Kevin Suits. And then we'll talk Ohio State football a little bit. Yesterday, we had a question come up on the Sports Six Pack. How concerning is it for Ohio State that Kyle McCord still hasn't grasped the number one Mm -hmm. spot yet after being on every preseason poll in the top three? Yep. I mean, that, that's pretty concerning, and we got into that a little bit, so we'll talk to Paul Keels, and uh, he's the play-by-play voice of Ohio State football, so he should be able to give us some good insight there. We'll also touch base with him on President Ted Carter, who had just – Uh, signed on with Ohio Mm -hmm. State. He will be leaving Nebraska at the end of this year. And then we'll talk to Cynthia Freeland at the top of the hour and do some NFL talk because we haven't gotten into that all too much. But before we get into all of that, I wanted to get back to Liebentritt. I've been on this, Ravi, for a little bit now. Mm -hmm. I, I think the way Nebraska wins this year is by the Barrett Liebentritts of the world. The okay. Bonners of the world, the Borkachers of the world. They're not the guys that are going to be headline names, mm-hmm. but the guys that are just strictly role players and hard workers, those are going to be the ones that, that win Nebraska games this year. Like, you'll see a, a, a game against Illinois, right? Close game. Nebraska's marching in the end. Borkature catches the game-winning touchdown. You'll see his name pop up in that regard. Mm-hmm. Then you'll see like a musket third down and Liebentritt's the guy that gets you that, that third down conversion, that first down you needed to eat clock, win the game. I, I wholeheartedly believe that Nebraska wins games this year by the so-called no-names to everybody else. Not to Nebraska, not to Nebraska and Husker Nation, mm-hmm. but to the outside college football world. They're going to be like Liebentritt. <laughs> like, who the heck is this guy? Borkature. Yeah. I don't know that guy's name. Yeah. You're going to get the guys that aren't like highly, highly regarded out of high school or, or like major recruits or things like that. Those are going to be the guys that win for Nebraska this year. I just have a weird feeling. Yeah, no, I, I tend to agree. I think it's going to be I – categ- I categorize those guys as the grinders. Mm-hmm. Nebraska's going to win because of the grinders this year, and that's a direct reflection of the scrappy head. guys. Yeah, they're the workers, the 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 blue collar, like l- the grinders. Those are the guys that they reflect their head coach, they reflect the coaching staff, they reflect the type of football that not only Matt Rule and company want to play, but they reflect it's the being injected into their veins right now. Well, and it's really at the core of who Nebraska football is in its DNA, regardless of what. The offense looks like, the defense looks like, whatever. 
Nebraska football at its core has always been about being successful by outworking people. And so, yeah, I agree with you. If Nebraska is successful, not just this year, but moving forward, it's going to be because of the grinders that they get it done. Brian Christofferson could help us answer some of the questions that are still out there, that still surround the program. And we'll talk a little bit about the audio captured yesterday and what the energy is like inside the room when he's around these guys heading into Minnesota. We'll do all that next with Brian Christofferson.